I really want to learn how other stations operate since I've only been in my own. If I go to these other stations while I have the opportunity to do so, I might come across something that might be totally obvious to someone else but not to me and I'll have something to bring back home with me so that way we can improve. Welcome to Radio Survivor, the sound of strong communities. My name is Eric Klein. Paul Riesmandel is working hard, but not on this podcast. And I'm joined over Skype by Jennifer Waits. Hello. Hello, Jennifer. So Hello. yeah, Paul will be back, I assume, next week. And uh, I'm sure he'll have some war stories for us about his podcasting conference. Uh, but today, Jennifer and I are going to focus down on one of your recent station tours. Yes, there are a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> you've Yeah, you've certainly been um, uh, burning the midnight oil. Is that the right metaphor for station tour uh, energy that you've been expending? Yeah, there's been so many, dozens and dozens. So why did you choose this one for us to talk about today? Why, why did you choose uh, KXUA in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the University of Arkansas? Well, so I have, I think I have 11 station tours yet to write up. And KXUA I chose because it was the first station that I visited on my Arkansas trip. So it's sort of a natural way to think about the beginning of, of my travels in mm -hmm. October by thinking about that visit. KXUA. <coughs> KXUA Fayetteville. So what do you love about KXUA? I definitely love that I can come in here and just play really off-the-wall music and it just be a normal thing. Like, oftentimes I love playing the really obnoxious electronic music or the really weird, hey, I decided to, like, use ping-pong balls instead of drums sort of music. But also, it's been an experience for me being able to actually keep up with music since it's my job. And... I've met a ton of wonderful people here as part of it as well, so it's definitely wonderful being part of something that's bigger than myself. In early October, I ventured out to Arkansas for the Grassroots Radio Conference, and I knew that I wanted to make some time for some radio station road trips along the way. Mm -hmm, and like I do. Like I do. And at one point, so I was... I was flying in a little bit early, so I had about, I don't know, 24 hours before I had to get to Hot Springs, Arkansas. So I had about 24 hours to play with. And at one point I thought about going to Memphis even because <laughs> I realized, wow, there's a lot of stuff that's actually within a few hours drive of Little Rock where yeah. I was flying into. <laughs> Once you rent the car, the whole the whole world of radio station tours starts to open up. The world is your oyster. Um, but all along... I I was thinking, oh, if I'm going to Arkansas, I really want to visit the University of Arkansas station, KXUA. And, you know, it's three hour it's three hour drive from Little Rock. So I thought, oh, but it's probably too far. But once I started mapping everything out, I realized that I could drive there after I landed and actually spend the night in the area and visit a couple stations in Fayetteville where University of Arkansas is and then sort of make my way back to Little Rock visiting some other stations. Oh, so, so so Fayetteville has more than one radio station that that Yeah, it around. has um 
Well, I saw one other station there, but I think there are two new low-power FM stations in Fayetteville. So multiple stations there and then some stations that are on the way back to Little Rock. Yeah, and you have a personal connection to KXUA, don't you? There was another reason. Yeah. Well, so back in 2008 when I started writing about college radio on my personal blog, Spinning Indie, Oh, what was it called exactly? It was, I launched a series of these virtual field trips. Um, it was my spinning in the 50 state tour. Uh-huh. And so I had, I had this idea that I would, since I couldn't travel everywhere, I had this idea that I would do these um, email interviews with people from college radio stations in each of the 50 states. Sure. Making use of the internet. Yeah. So my very first one my first stop on this virtual tour was to KXUA in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I thought it'd be cool to visit the station in person. Another sort of like bit of interesting serendipity is that I chose KXUA as my first stop on that, on that virtual 50 state tour because there was somebody who was one of my readers at the time who had just moved from a station in Louisiana to that station. So I'd heard a bit about it from him. Um, and this guy, John, John Sluice, mm-hmm. um, he, I think was actually my inspiration for road trips in the first place, <laughs> because when he was a student at Centenary college, he was at the college radio station there, KSCL. And he did a blog post back in 2008 about, a college radio road trip he did while there. Um, he did a road trip to another station in Louisiana, at KLPI, at Louisiana Tech. And so when I read his post about visiting another station, I was really impressed by it. And I remember blogging about it and writing that I hoped that other people at college radio stations would take road trips to see college radio stations. Right. There you go. So it's sort of this full circle moment eight years later where I thought it'd be great to actually visit the station that launched this virtual tour. Yeah. And that also had a. I'm sorry. In in case people uh, are just joining us uh, and haven't been caught up on what Jennifer's been up to, uh, you're, 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 you've rounded the bend on, on a hundred radio station tours. And now we're, we're documenting the second hundred radio station tours that you've taken uh, uh, as 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 a as a radio station lover. <laughs> I, I, yes, <laughs> yes, I love I love radio. So it started out, you know, focusing on college radio, but now I've visited some stations that are not college radio stations. Right, because they all they're all part of the family. But but yeah, I mean, if I it all sort of began with a bit of inspiration from somebody who had passed through KXUA. So I'm really glad I, I did the extra bit of logistical gymnastics in order to (laughs) visit the station. So I flew across country from San Francisco to Little Rock. Um, My flight ended up being two hours late. So I got in, got in my rental car, raced three hours. um, And luckily the station manager at KXUA had all the time in the world, so um, he was okay with me pushing back my tour by two yeah. hours. <laughs> well, we thank Lucas Coberly, station manager, 
uh, for sharing with us because you also were able to to record his voice. Let's hear let's hear a little bit of him introducing himself. I'm Lucas Coberly, and I'm the station manager at KXUA in Fayetteville at the University of Arkansas. And where did you just bring me first? Uh, this is our office um, and recording studio, and it's a bit of a work in progress with the recording studio part, but we've made great strides so far with it. The previous station manager um, had a pretty heavy focus on doing artist interviews, so he kind of built this from the ground up, um, eventually getting more and more microphones, better headphones, and eventually this big old mixer. It's really nice. Lucas could not have been more welcoming. He actually met up with me in the parking lot, I think, because I, I had some confusion in finding the station. It's in the student union building on the sixth floor. So he met up with me and took me up to the space and we chatted in his office, which he just described a little bit. And then also slash slash radio studio. Yeah. Slash studio. Um, And then we walked down the hall to see the radio station uh, on air booth. And it's a, it's an FM radio station that has been, in existence over FM since the year 2000, and they actually launched on April Fool's Day over 88.3 FM in Fayetteville. And the day they launched, they played nothing but political speeches as kind of an April Fool's joke. And also yeah. as We can't a play nod. music. I know. And also, yeah, it, it was a nod to, they were saying, oh, we're not allowed to play music, but... But then they went on to say, and, you know, we've been playing music every day since that day. There were actually some stations on campus before 2000. There was an FM radio station that students had run that turned into an NPR station in 1986. Aha, there we go. Because I was going to stop you there and say, 2000, that's a very interesting, that's a unique time for college radio to get on FM. Usually we learn that there's college stations that uh, got online, online-only stations around that time, although I guess that'd be a little early. But yeah. so, so there's the, in the, yeah, it's, they had an NPR, or they had a station that, that went the NPR route. Right. And then after that, students or built, comes up. Um, after that, students built a carrier current station <laughs> that existed for a while. And then there was a big push to to get an FM license. So um, that was worked on for a number of years. And I think it was contentious at times because there was quite a bit of competition to get a slice of that FM dial, um, particularly by religious broadcasters. And, and if you drive around that area in Arkansas, you know, it was, I was flipping the dial as I was doing my road trip and there was, there were a lot of religious stations taking up frequencies very close to the KXUA spot on the dial. Mm -hmm. And what kind of music does KXUA play, or what do they do with their radio station? Well, it's quite a variety. Um, they, They strive to play things that are outside of either the top... 40 or top 50 hits. <laughs> there's some debate about that. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a focus on non-mainstream music and you're not supposed to play top 40. Well, I guess you're not supposed to play top 40. The debate was if it's from the past 40 years or the past 50 years. Right. And uh, Lucas talks a little bit about that in in this bit of our interview. 
What's the overall music philosophy here? Um, so the rule that we have is no top 40 from the past 40 years. I know in the past that's actually been cited as past 50 years. Um, we're going to clarify that soon enough. But <clears throat> the general idea is, is if you can hear it on another station, it shouldn't be here. But another philosophy that we have is this is a refuge for all sorts of music. This is the place where you get to share the stuff that you enjoy, and that's why we have a very <laughs> large range of different genre shows. So we have some, like, we have one that's shoegaze, and then we have Caribbean Mashup, which is Caribbean music, and um, we have one program that actually plays old radio programs. Yeah, so it sounds like a very, uh, it sounds like what kind of college radio I like, a very eclectic mix of of everything, you know, allowing allowing the student DJs their um, free reign, free form. Yeah, um, and and also I want to point out, so you can be involved with the station if you are somehow connected with the university. So they have student DJs and they have some DJs who who could be faculty or staff at the university. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think it might be a, yeah, it's a station employee that's actually running the old time radio program show. Um, in addition to that, there's a show about film music that apparently is really popular where they're playing music from movies and soundtracks. Um, and I was really excited to hear that they're hoping to get some sort of original radio drama program started. So they may be working with either a DJ who is a drama student or working with some MFA students to write plays. And that will be cool to hear how all of that ends up shaping up. Um, Because there are a number of college radio stations that are running original radio dramas. And I think... It can be an amazing experience as a member of a station, too, because you're collaborating in a totally different way on a radio project that is also a, you know, creative performance involving a number of different people and potentially sound effects. So, yeah, here, here, I'm, um, it's very exciting. You know, Lucas, uh, in, in the next clip we're going to hear, he talks about how uh, he sees the radio station that he helps run kxua as um i'm gonna say i'm gonna put words in his mouth i think he puts it differently but that it's really like a home for all of the creative people on campus to to come to come there and share so it's not just a place where music lovers can share the music they love or local music lovers can can have bands on that they like but he sees it as a place where where everyone on the campus community that has a contribution uh can be a part of it and that's how that's how the the drama department is hopefully uh, he's going to get them inspired to to start making radio dramas but it he, he really he really puts it succinctly so let's let's let him say it himself we want to reach everyone even if they aren't the radio listening type or at least reach as broad of an audience as we can and draw in people from all sorts of different things like uh, with our website i'm thinking to get started with actually like blogging on there um, instead of it just being like a repository for some pictures and some podcasts. Um, and the zine is also tying into that. We are thinking of 
in addition to not only just having one zine every year or so, but also, like, putting a lot of that zine-like content on the website. Yeah. So, it's more than just playing music. We want to help people have a creative outlet otherwise. Because we have a lot of people that are good with words and that are good with um, drawing and everything. We have a lot of talented designers. That's why we have so many logos. Um, so... It's definitely not just for people who want to be on the radio. It's for people who want to um, share poetry, to share pictures, to make film. It's, it's a lot of different things. So how many logos do you have? <laughs> um, we just have like a folder of them on that Mac over there, and I think it's well above 20 different ones that have just been created over the years. And then... Each one has a few color variations. That's nice. I kind of like stations that play around with their logo. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, KXUA is definitely um, transient in its identity, I guess. It's always changing. It's a very in-the-moment fluid thing, and I think the changing of the logos reflects that a lot. So, yeah, it's it was such an inspiring place, and Lucas handed me a copy of their first ever zine, which he was really excited about. And, you know, he was touching on that in our interview about how it's such a creative place and it's been exciting for them to do these experiments that are off the air as well. And he actually worked at the student newspaper before he came to the radio station. So he's been trying to insert a bit of that journalistic perspective into some of the radio activities. Mm -hmm. So that's reflected in the zine. It's also reflected in more of a newsy podcast that they were working on getting up and running. Um, and also reflected in having bands come in and doing interviews with them. It sounds like that was a big emphasis the year before he became station manager um, so, you know, a, a station is always changing depending on the interests of the participants. Um, another thing they're going to maybe focus a little more on is doing more video. Mm -hmm. And they have some students who are interested in video. And you kind of joke with me that they had a camera, but for some reason it had a fisheye lens. So yeah. <laughs> like maybe, you know, early, maybe they would early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely a lot going on there. They they also are involved with putting on events on campus, like bringing concerts. So quite it's quite the operation. Um, and, you know, they also have connections to Fayetteville and the whole music scene there, which he found inspiring. He also found the whole artistic community on campus to be really inspiring. And I think... A lot of us, once we graduate from college, we forget about all of the things that are happening on a college campus on any given day. So Lucas really kind of pointed that out to me that, you know, there's a whole interesting music, culture, and art scene going on in Fayetteville, but also on campus, there are constantly art exhibits going on, there are multiple galleries, there are multiple performances, you know drama, music, visual art. Um, so there's that rich art community 
that's happening without them even leaving campus. So, you know, KXUA is, is part of and connected to all of that as well. Yeah, as it should be. As all community stations and college stations should be connected to their communities. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, you know, we started, we started this whole podcast talking today, talking about my road trips and my virtual tours and how KXUA is kind of connected with all of that. Um, and, and pretty soon after I arrived, Lucas was talking about how he was making plans to visit some college radio stations in Boston. And so obviously I started getting very excited about that and asked him more about where he was going. Um, so it turned out he was making plans to go to the college broadcasters Inc conference in Philadelphia, which was in a few weeks after my visit to Arkansas. Right. And you were, you're attending that as well, right? Yeah. And I was attending that as well. So I was excited to hear he was going to the CBI conference and excited to hear that he was plotting out station tours. So I asked him more about that. Like why, you know, why would somebody else be interested in visiting stations? So (laughs) we should hear, we should hear what he has to say. Yeah. Oh, why do you want to tour stations? Oh, um, so I really want to learn how other stations operate since I've only been in my own. So I feel like, if I go to these other stations while I have the opportunity to do so, I might come across something that might be totally obvious to someone else, but not to me, and I'll have something to bring back home with me, so that way we can improve. Yeah. Um, and that's also why we go to CBI as well, because we want to learn and improve the station. Um, and I think that actually seeing a, another person's um, radio station in the flesh is an even better way to do that because you get to see how things are in practice. And that's my primary um, reason for doing that. How are you picking the stations? Um, I just googled College Radio Boston and I got a list of them and I picked all the ones that are like student run and I called them up and most people don't actually answer their phones so I sent a bunch of emails and I got in contact with people that way. I think we might be the only people who like actually use our phone pretty frequently. So it's like the <laughs> no one uses their phones anymore. Apparently. I know. I know. Um, I mean, it's great talking to somebody else who's trying to set up college radio station tours. Um, you know, and I was mentioning to him that, you know, it's really hard to get people in college radio to reply. Um, and I, I start out by emailing and, Sometimes I'm emailing repeatedly. Sometimes I'm contacting people over Twitter or Facebook. Right. Um, it was interesting to sympathize with him about getting in touch with people at college radio stations. And, and he also said that he really tries to keep on top of his email. And, and in fact, when I reached out to them, he was super responsive. There you go. Um, Good on and, you, Lucas Coburn. I know. And I told him, you know, sometimes I've never, there's some stations that never responded to me. And, um, and he was kind of shocked by that. And, and he was like, they're really missing out basically. (laughs) So (laughs) that made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Um, so flash forward a few weeks and I, I see Lucas at the CBI conference, which was great. Like, it's always fun for me to see people who I've met in their stations and then see them at another event. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then I was helping to chaperone a tour of WKDU at Drexel University, and he was one of the lucky people who who signed up in time to go on that tour. So I he got to join me on a tour of another radio station. Um, and we got to even have sort of an insider moment um, because – so when I was touring his station, I spotted in his office a Ron Burgundy cutout. And yes. I forget – have we talked about this on the podcast? No, we so haven't. But I, it's going in because I pulled that clip. <laughs> I see that you have Ron Burgundy, which you're like the third station where I've seen Ron Burgundy. Really? Is that like a common thing? I didn't realize it was until I started seeing him. Oh. Um, there's also a cutout of Ron Burgundy in the newspaper office. So. They must have sent promotional Ron Burgundies to everyone. college radio stations and newspapers. I saw one at Radio K. Oh, Radio K is really cool. We have a sticker from them. I saw that. Yeah. So I've seen these Ron Burgundy, it's like a life-size cardboard cutout. Yeah, do we have to tell listeners? It's so funny. You know, you do radio and you wonder, like, what is the agreed-upon amount of information that our audience already knows? What can they Google on their own? And what should we explain? Ron Burgundy is a character who is an 80s anchor man from the movie Anchorman, played by... (laughs) Played by Will Ferrell. So, yeah. Yes. He's an old school reporter. He's a he's a satirical old school reporter. Yes. And so I think the first time I saw a cardboard life-size Ron Burgundy cutout was I was at um, the Tufts University College radio station, WMFO, and I was sort of rounding a corner to go into uh, a record library, and, um, and I was sort of startled because it seemed like there was a person standing in the record yeah, Will library. Ferrell's pretty tall. A life-size cutout of Will Ferrell. Kind of and it was actually this, you know, Ron Burgundy cutout in the middle of the room. And, and in fact, every time I walked by that room, I was startled. <laughs> Just because of the way they had it positioned, it really felt like a person in there. And, you know, filed that away. And then I was visiting Radio K in Minneapolis and I spotted a Ron Burgundy cutout in one of their offices. And I was like, hey... I saw this on another radio station. That's kind of weird. And then at KXUA, they had one as well, like poking that's, through the window. That's your third. So it's this is the new uh, this is the new uh, call letter cardboard sign. I know. And and so then um, the Lucas and I are both touring WKDU at Drexel, and and I'm in some room, and I'm like, oh my god, there's Ron Burgundy. And so I was like, where's Lucas? I got to show him this. Huh. <laughs> So I found Lucas, and I was like, did you see they have a Ron Burgundy, too? Ron Burgundy so, watching over college radio across the I country. Know. So it was fun to have, like, an insider an insider college radio moment with him on the WKDU tour. Um, and then additionally, you know, I followed up. I was like, so, you know, what stations did you get to see in Boston? Because he, he ended up tacking on a trip to Boston before his trip to the CBI conference. And so he had told me when, when I was visiting Arkansas, he told me some of the stations he was thinking about visiting and I gave him some ideas too. Um, and so that I just followed up this week and to double check where he visited. So he got to see WMBR at MIT, WRBB at Northeastern and WZBC at Boston college. And those have all, those were all stops on my tour 
mm-hmm. as well. So I was excited that he got to see three radio stations and it, you know, it's just, it's fun to like part of what I'm evangelizing when I visit stations is you should go visit other radio stations, right. you know, these connections, it, make these connections. Yeah. And, um, and he said that, that when he visited those stations in Boston, it was the first time that he saw stations other than his own. Um, and he told me, I loved having the experience and it gave me a lot of insight about radio as a whole. Um, and then he said, perhaps what I enjoyed the most is learning that college radio isn't a single standard by any means. There was so much variation in just the four stations that I saw that I think I only now can appreciate how unique our stations are. But I also feel like there's a community for college radio at large that I haven't tapped into just yet. I do plan on visiting more when the opportunity strikes, and I hope especially to collaborate more with other college stations in Arkansas. So my heartstrings, you know, That's wonderful. It's, it's just great, you know, and, and I like building these connections with people um, and hearing their stories and then seeing them connect with other folks. Yeah, Lucas Coberly, if you hear the sound of my voice, uh, feel free to tell us more about the college radio community in Arkansas. Uh, anytime, reach out anytime. Go, yeah. go record some interviews for us. I know it would be great. And and he handed me some stickers because he knew I was visiting more stations in Arkansas. So right. he wanted me to pass out stickers at the stations that I toured yeah. as well. And then after you've seen all the college radio stations, don't forget to drop in on the low power FM and uh, any of the legacy community radio stations as well. Oh yeah. Just I know. Which is it, what I, Lucas. Yeah. Cordially. Which is what I was doing in Arkansas, seeing yeah. LPFMs and community stations. We're all part of the same broader yeah, radio non-commercial world. media landscape. Um, oh, and, and so it's something else we didn't talk about was, it's always interesting to me, like, how, how do people find out about their college radio station? How right. do they find out about college radio in general? And... Um, and so Lucas told me his story about how he found out about the station and sort of simultaneously became an accidental station manager. <laughs> how did you find out about the station? Um, one of the DJs, um, his name's Matt Sagar, he um, had a show and I had a world literature class with him and I'd previously lived in a dorm on the same floor as him. So we were friends and he was telling me, hey, I have this radio show, you should listen to it. And I'm like... Well, why sh- why not? I'm going to go listen to this. And I was listening every week because his show was just really fun. And eventually, I th- either I just thought of this or he suggested that I have a radio show. So I came up here and applied. And um, I actually got a full, like, blown job here kind of on accident during that um, initial training. Um, normally we have our program director, John, he trains new DJs, um, but in that case he wasn't able to come, so the station manager at the time, a different Matt, um, brought me up here, and I mentioned how I briefly used to run an internet radio station. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, and it was for, like, a really niche community. We played almost exclusively electronic music. And, um, I mentioned that brief, like, kind of offhand to him, and he was saying, oh... Well, the union's going to be shut down over the winter for electrical upgrades. Can you do something for, like, online for us? And I was like, sure. 
and I became the technical director for a bit. And that was in October. And then whenever it came time to find a new station manager, uh, I was the only one that really went for it. And I accidentally became the station manager. <laughs> Even though I had been like working here the like shortest amount of time. And, and I so started... was that a year ago? Um, so yeah, October is whenever I um, was just starting out. And then I became the station manager in like officially June, but I had started a little bit earlier than that. Oh, okay. So this June or June? This June. Oh, okay. So I'm very new to this. But it's going pretty well. I'm really glad that it's gone so smoothly. Yeah, so I love I love Lucas's enthusiasm and passion for radio and you know, it I guess it's somewhat accidental that he became station manager, but sure. clearly he has the leadership skills <laughs> and the passion. I liked I liked the millennial arc of of radio station manager where he was he ran an online station first. Right. And then and then stumbled his way into being the station manager at yeah. an FM station. Well, like so many station managers that I've met, you know, he he's already done so many different things. You know, he mentioned other clubs that he'd been a part of and, you know, I mentioned that he had worked for the newspaper. So, you know, there's so many multifaceted, talented students um, and often station managers have multiple other jobs outside of their college radio stations. So it, it just blows me away. And, and I guess... You know, it's also true for people after college. You know, often some of the busiest people are, you know, taking on new projects. So mm -hmm. it's not really all that surprising. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for bringing us uh, this tape and for visiting KXUA for us and, and sharing it with the listeners of Radio Survivor. I really enjoyed it. Me too. It's, uh, it's always great to get out on the road and meet inspiring people. Yeah, so what, what do you think you're going to do next, or what are you going to share next from your station tours? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's always sort of a, do we do we go chronologically? Do <laughs> we, uh, I don't know. It, it could be a station in Arkansas. It could be a station in Pennsylvania. You'll just have to uh, leave it a cliffhanger. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, uh, have a good week. All right, thank you. Oh, man, is that Accordion Dan? Oh, my God, that's Accordion Dan. Hey, you guys, you want to hear some tunes from the old squeezer? Oh, uh, yeah, please. Oh, yeah, give me some Nutramilk Hotel. Let me fire it up here. That was awesome. Do you know any Fleet yeah, Foxes? you like that one? Oh, the Fleet Foxes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How about that? Uh... Pretty fancy there with the end. Really Tell me you can do M and M. Oh, the Slim Shady is a bit of a expertise of mine. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah, no, that was great accordion, Dan. But uh, hey, what else can I play for you guys? You know what? Uh, I think we're just gonna stick to uh, Cakes Way Fayetteville. Well, in the meantime, uh. <laughs>